You're tuned into an episode of JK, but seriously, real football injury talk, where we discuss all the latest injuries in the NFL, and most importantly, how they can be prevented. Welcome back to the JK, but seriously, real football injury talk podcast. Uh, now we're in week six of the NFL 2017 NFL season, and we have some significant injuries to talk about. Uh, first off being uh, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for Green Bay, uh, with a, out for the year with a broken collarbone, which definitely messes up, I'm sure, a lot of fantasy football teams. Mine included. So can you take us through that play, Josh? Yeah, so again, I feel like a broken record. We come on and say every week, who's out for the season this week? And you know, so last week it was – we had J.J. Watt, Odell Beckham. The week before that it was Dalvin Cook. This week is Aaron Rodgers. So um, it just stinks for football fans, you know, especially especially – Aaron Rodgers just because it's from every everything that everyone said this year about how quarterback play is down and games are down and games are boring and offenses kind of elevates are, the game especially last week in the Dallas game he yeah, was pretty exceptional like, yeah. he's one of the outliers at the quarterback position who's just he, like he does his own thing and he brings his team up significantly but so he broke his collarbone um, we got the video online. All these things that we talk about, most for the most part, are all, yeah, all on the website. The video of the players online. Um, he just came out like five minutes ago. He needs he needs to have surgery. He hasn't had surgery yet, but he needs surgery. So he's most likely going to be out for the year. So it's a significant fracture. We're assuming if he needs surgery, which means that, like the collarbone broke in half and probably like went on top of each other yeah. type deal. So and like you'll see from watching the video, if you haven't seen the video already, obviously it's been it was all over. Every highlight show yesterday was the leading story on all the all the sports, ESPN, NFL Network, everything. They they led with it, but it doesn't look from a contact standpoint. So from like a significant um, impact standpoint, it doesn't look terrible. No, um, but I, clean hit. He was basically stepping up in the pocket, trying to buy himself some more time, which he does. Yeah, which is p- part of what makes him great. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the ball off, and it was really like a bang-bang kind of play. Like mm-hmm. There was really wasn't too much time between when he released the ball to when he got hit. Mm-hmm. Um, just unfortunately, a 250-pound linebacker kind of landed on his shoulder yeah, and I think running he, full speed. Yeah, and I think he slightly landed the wrong way. Obviously, he wasn't happy when he got up. If you, if you Because he it. thought it should have been a flag. I don't know if he thought it should have been a flag. Maybe he did. Um I think he was under the impression that it wasn't – the force of it wasn't – Necessary. 100% necessary. Right. And obviously he was hurt. If he wasn't hurt, I don't know if he would have complained about it. And I think he – this is one of those injuries where he knew right away. Right. You know, it's not like, oh, I don't know if he'll be up for that. Like, I think he I think he knew right away what it was and what it, what it meant. I've broken my collarbone before, and it was one of those things like you just knew immediately yeah. something was wrong. And, and I, Yeah, and I think him being a competitor, that's why he – that's what – Probably why he was pissed. Yeah, and, made him the most mad. Because um, he couldn't play, yeah. I remember having a muddy tear coming down my face <laughs> at Roxbury High School. Well, like you said, it's a it's a two it's a two month thing. So I mean that yeah. that's a that's a football season. It's an like, easy bone to break and ask Kevin Jordan about uh Kevin Jordan's the kid we went to high school with who broke his collarbone probably like six oh, times. Yeah. Remember? Like every other yeah. he would come back yeah. after getting cleared Bro- and break it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh we thought that this would be a good injury to discuss on the social media uh, platforms. And Josh is going to read off some of the comments that were made by – well, basically, I, I gave people options. I said, um, you know, what, Aaron Rodgers with the broken collarbone out for the year, you know, what do you guys think? A, was it a clean hit? B, was it a dirty hit? C, was it clean but unnecessary? Uh, D, uh, what's the risk – or D – 
That's the risk of running outside the pocket, which is what he was doing. E, the speed of the game is too fast for the defender to avoid contact. And F was other, just comment below. And there were a lot of uh, CD combos, so clean hip and unnecessary. Uh, D, that's the risk you, you run uh, going outside the pocket like that as a quarterback. Uh, and then there were also some E's thrown in there too. So so I'll go through these and I'll, we'll give our opinions at the end, I yeah. guess, and see what. Um, well, we could talk about each one and what we think. So David, David says C, so clean but unnecessary. Uh, it was in good form within the proper amount of steps by Rodgers, but he didn't need to wrap up and follow through to the ground, the ramifications of ego in a, rival, a rivalry game. So basically he's saying it's not dirty, um, but maybe if the Vikings are playing the Browns and it's not Aaron Rodgers, maybe he doesn't he, yeah. take them all the way to the ground. Maybe he hits them but doesn't wrap them up. I could see that. Um, and that's something that we've – talked about a lot is especially with the quarterbacks and what we've talked about with the unnecessary roughnesses and the roughing the passers is right I mean you know who the quarterback of the other team is and not that you're trying to hurt him ever you're trying to make sure that he remembers that you're there yeah but at the same time and Barr's one of the Vikings best defensive players um and if he's putting he's going to put an extra hit on Rodgers whenever he can within the boundaries of the rules right the limitations of what he can do so and which is what i mean everyone pretty much agreed that it was a clean hit yeah but from a time especially from a timing standpoint yeah and it's a fine line between like protecting the quarterback and then you know letting kind of the intimidation factor of football which is definitely a part of the game you know yeah be free i guess so um next comment marco says d d was uh risk of running outside the pocket um he says it's more of an unfortunate event of how he landed and most likely shouldn't have tried to use his arm to support um, land a landing with the 250-plus-pound linebacker tackling at full speed into the ground. Um, most likely an unnecessary tackle, but it was clean. So he kind of – he said D, but he kind of threw in some of the elements of C, too, at the same time. So eh, – it is, yeah. I get it. It's it, putting your arm out is like a natural kind yeah, of reaction to yeah. bracing your fall for yeah. anything. You're but not you're not thinking how how can I fall? So snowboarding I, too. That's yeah. a common thing. People like break their wrist because yeah. they always try to break their yeah. fall or whatever. Yeah. Um, Nathan says C and E. I like this answer. Um, clean, clean but necessary. E speed of the game is too fast for the defender to afford contact. He says it was too late for him to pull away, so he fully followed through. Honestly, if he hadn't injured Aaron, it would have been a run-of-the-mill hit for a quarterback. Key areas avoided, head head and knees. Just an unfortunate the weight of two men came down on one arm. So, I mean, the point of that is perfect in the sense that if Rodgers just got up and he wasn't hurt. We wouldn't be talking about this. Oh, Martellus Bennett dropped a wide open first down. Aaron Rodgers probably would have been screaming at him. Yeah. Um, So, and that's a pretty good um, way to judge the – cleanliness of, of the hit I would say is if you take the injury out of it how how does it look right um, and at the same time I mean you can do it the opposite way too if a guy doesn't get hurt um, if he escaped it somehow what would it have what would it have been if he had gotten hurt so I mean this one it's like if it's the Nathan makes a really good point if he didn't get hurt right it would have just been another play. But I liked how he pointed out, like, knees were avoided, head was avoided. Yeah. To me, that's just like a football play. It's just like bad luck. Yeah. Um, John says, clean, just see. Uh, it's almost like everyone is searching for ways to make every hit dirty instead of the other way around. Um, yes. Uh, I feel like you, you just hear 
you, you hear that. I mean, it's all noise, and that's right. like we've said with, with Twitter. I mean, everyone is out to get everybody. Right. So Whoever team you're uh, yeah. team side you're on, you're yeah. going to either say it's dirty or clean, yeah. you know, depending on who you're rooting yeah. for. You want Everyone wants to have the loudest opinion in, in the room. So, uh, yeah, you, you hear that the most, but him, he – Moral of it, he, he thought it was clean. Um, Alan says, yeah, "Alan's an athletic trainer." Alan's a trainer. Athletic trainer, yeah. Okay, so Alan says, "I'm trying to look at this as unbiased as I can. I believe E, which is speed of the game is too fast for the to, uh, defender to avoid contact. Think about how fast these guys are moving. The hit is legal. Rogers outside of the pocket and bars running full speed. No way he can avoid making contact, in my opinion. It was a bang bang play. Yes, I mean." He could avoid making contact, I think, but again, if he makes the decision to not make contact, he's making it early enough where the result of the play hasn't been decided yet. You know right. what I mean? Like he's if he were to pull up and not make contact, he's, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, he's either giving right. Rodgers a five-yard scramble or letting him just throw the ball, which is. Within the rules that they're presently allowed to allowed to do, I don't think he could have avoided contact. Um, last comment. Last comment. B. He also or B. Uh, Matt says C. Clean but unnecessary. Um, it was pretty textbook as far as tackles go, but the ball was out early enough. He could put, could have potentially um, just pushed him rather than wrapping him up. Right, and I think that based off of all those comments, we agree that it was a clean hit. Yeah, we agree. He could have broke his collarbone if he just gave him a little shove. A little, I mean, right. Maybe not as likely, but he could have. Right, and I mean, to me, I think at the end of the day, that's just a football play and an un unfortunate uh, result that happened. I don't think you could really change that. And I think if you start changing that, I think that's when people have something to complain about in terms of like taking the toughness part out of the game and yeah. stuff like that because it was within the rules and he didn't go for the knees, didn't go for the head. Could he have like wrapped him up and like spun him to the ground or yeah. whatever? But then you're making these guys think about how can I – Yeah, I think that's where the yeah. the line is crossed. Yeah. When you change it to how can I not injure this person while I'm trying to make ta- – I mean, you're asking them to yeah think on the fly instead of just play, just, just play the way they – Right. I've always played, um, and that was the biggest thing that I was uh, that, I, that I took away from it is, yeah, it was clean and it was unfortunate. Um, I don't even think it was un- unnecessary. Um, like 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 we said, if Rogers didn't get hurt, it, no one would have said a peep about it. Um, but the only thing is, to me, just from the quarterback position, maybe if he's in the pocket, it's it, it's different. But you just and I kind of go back on what I thought when they've started to change the roughing the passer rules a couple of years ago, and I hated it. I mean, if you flick him in his in his ear hole, it's a penalty now. But at the same time, like I get it. Like you don't want Aaron Rodgers getting out, getting hurt, and getting not being able to play for the rest of the year. Right. From just a fan and from an NFL from a business standpoint, like you want those guys in the game. Right. And you want them playing. So, kind of like we said. We, they, you could change the rule. I mean, you could change the rule. So, um, not that you can't hit quarterbacks, but I don't know. You can't, you can't wrap the quarterback and take him to the ground if he doesn't have the ball. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it might be bang bang. And as fans, you might be really pissed sometimes that your team gets a rubbing the passer call when it's that close and he just got rid of the ball and your defender wraps him up and takes him to the ground. But I mean, if you're trying to take 
the superstar quarterback injuries away from the game, that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. But like you said, a lot of people wouldn't agree with that if they were to change a rule like that. I, and I think especially because Aaron Rodgers is kind of known for being able to move outside the pocket and get first downs on his feet, that if you take that away from a defender to be able to form tackle a guy yeah. who is running and yeah. has the potential to run by yeah. you, like yeah. you're really you're basically you're just, changing the game. Yeah. You're basically yeah. saying just go run at him and wave your hands and try to get him to throw it over top of you. Yeah, and and, I think that's crossing yeah. the line. And that way Rodgers would just pump fake, pull it down, and run around him. Yeah. So it's really, like you said, but that would be the only way to, to change it. Yep. Is, is to change the rule even further um, to that extent, which I don't – We both pretty much agree yeah. that shouldn't happen. Yeah, it just stinks. So before, Too bad for Aaron. But before we move on to the next um, injury, as a Packer fan, what do you think the Packers should do at quarterback? Uh, well, based off of the result of the end of the game, it, it makes you think that we might need someone else. So but. so from, from just, just a quick rundown, they got – a third-year quarterback from UCLA who they drafted in the third or fourth round. So he's been with the team for, for a couple three years. years yeah. um, Should know the system by yeah, now. Yeah, he's been, he's been the backup. Um, he's an athletic, similar to Rodgers from an athletic standpoint. Obviously, from a straight player standpoint, he's not and the same. football mind, yeah. Um, and they have uh, a kid who was on the practice squad who was a Division three quarterback who's never t- taken a snap in the NFL. They promoted today to be the backup. So you can go with what you got. You can try to sign Tony Romo, maybe. He's been commenting games pretty well. He has been pretty good commentating. I don't know if he would come out. Could sign Colin Kaepernick. I know people have been saying that. I don't know if he really wants to play. I feel like uh, could try Green to, Bay is very anti-drama. like drama. I yeah. feel like uh, that wouldn't really. Could try to talk Brett Favre out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, Brett, you never know. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. People would love it, though. Um <laughs> The, the for the first game until he like died. The most realistic option that I've I think I heard is to try to trade for uh, get Tolzien back to be the backup to Hunley. So okay. now you at least have a backup who's played and kind of knows and, what's going and, on and has been in the played in the NFL and been in the system. Even though he looked terrible when he played for the Colts this this year, he started the first week. But I mean, he's a guy that the Colts will probably be willing to give up, and you could actually you could actually get get some value out of him. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting to see uh, the Packers at, as as they go forward through, through through the year. No one in that division looks great, so just so you're saying there's a chance four and two try to get to nine and seven somehow, five and five the rest yeah, of the seems way doable, right? I think so. All right, next up, Jameis Winston, quarterback for Tampa Bay, shoulder injury week to week, and this looked like a pretty similar play to the Rodgers injury. It, it looks exactly, <laughs> if not worse. Not from a dirtiness standpoint, from from a impact standpoint. Right, like, harder hit. Yeah. yeah, it was a harder hit, and he looked like he got taken to the ground harder. Yeah, um, so he's uh, he has a bigger dude. But yeah, he's got AC joint shoulder sprain. And that is no joke. I've had an AC joint repair, and I honestly swear to God that that's why I think I had the head injury because I was playing you, with the AC joint. So you started changing how you were hitting. Yeah, I changed hit how I shoulder. hit. Yeah, yeah, but that like, especially if that's your throwing shoulder, I came in. Yeah. Imagine how you could possibly play with that. Yeah. So I think he, I think he came back in for like a play or two, and then he, and he didn't come back for the rest of the game. And it was early. It, yeah. I mean, they were, they were only losing seven nothing when he an AC when joint he, when he went out. Uh, sprain or tear is basically like where your collarbone meets your shoulder, like where that there's a ligament that holds those two together. And when you have a separation, you either tear that ligament or you stretch that ligament to a point where like yeah. your collarbones like can move. 
and it is very painful. I will say that. Yeah, so that's a tough one, especially for a quarterback. But it's just another top 12, top 15 quarterback in the league that um, got hurt. So um, Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and played okay. They ended up losing by a decent amount, but he brought him back at the end, made it score look at least um, respectable. So we'll see how he how how he responds um, here in the next. It says week to week, so of course he he came out after the game. So I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play. But if I were yeah. you, dude, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. That All one. right. Then we got Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver for Denver, with an ankle injury. Yeah. So uh, the coach of the Broncos. Obviously, this this the videos on on this one is up too. Uh, the coach of the Broncos actually came out today and said he's week to week. Which, if you look at the video, you would think there's no way he didn't break his ankle and he's not out for the year. Um, and this was a one kind of similar to Odell Beckham's, not in the sense that he got tackled, but in the sense that you could tell. So Emmanuel Sanders was running like a crossing route and like a shallow cross, and the ball got tipped at the line. And it landed like a yard or two in front of him. And he didn't – so he didn't really try to make the catch. So he saw it got tipped and he saw it wasn't getting to him. So he kind of eased up and he knew he didn't have a, a chance to make the catch. And Landon Collins, the safety for the Giants, came from behind him and tried to dive and catch the ball. Because I mean, he had a running start. So he had an outside chance of maybe making a play. So he held up. So – Sanders just didn't expect any to get hit, and Collins like dove, and it, he, he ended up diving right at his ankle. Um, and he was trying to he was, he was trying to get the ball. Right, but it brings us back to last week when Odell hurt his ankle because yeah. he kind of like yeah. eased up, thinking that the play was over, yeah. kind of thing. So it's a it's a it was an unfortunate one. It looked nasty. Uh, looks really bad if you get a chance to watch it. But uh, I guess they hopefully they, he really is just week to week and he's not. Um, out for an extended period of time because it sure looked it looked bad but that's another one it was just kind of unlucky but it's kind of what and this is, it is kind of goes back to the bigger picture of so we try to say um, whether the force is necessary or unnecessary like if you try to ease up at all like you're you're leaving yourself open to get hurt by somebody else yeah and that's how the like how you should approach playing the game is like you go in 100 miles an hour, you have a better shot of not yeah. getting hurt than if you're just kind of yeah. taking so, taking one off or something. Yeah. So it's really easy a lot of times for us to say, oh, okay, maybe he could have eased up here. Maybe he could have eased up there. Maybe there was too much effort here. Um, but at the same time, if you're the only one on the field that's easing up even a little bit, you might, you're, you're, you might be that guy. You're putting yourself at risk. Yeah. So Think about that one. Uh, okay, then we got Leonard Fournette running back for Jacksonville uh, with an ankle injury. Yeah, so this one looked pretty nasty too. Um, but they said – so he did this late in the game. Didn't get hit. Yesterday in the fourth quarter, yeah. He just kind of – he planted and tried to cut, and it just – Gave he, out He, he planted off his – so he was running to the left, and he planted off his inside foot, his right foot, and it looked like he just didn't get solid – like footing when he tried yeah, to Yeah, he cut. like rolled his ankle yeah. out. Yeah, so Look, yeah, it looked bad. a lot worse than it was. They said he could have came back into the game, but by the time they got the ball back, they were down 10 with two minutes left, so they didn't put him, they didn't put him back in. Um, they said he's day-to-day. Um, but like, I, Obviously, I didn't see this one in live, like on live TV, but when you put it on there, before I even looked at the video, uh, I kind of 
had an idea of what I thought would happen just because, like, to me, Leonard Fournette is how known for runs. being yeah, – Yeah, how he runs. He runs hard as hell. Yeah. And my personal opinion is that guys who run like that don't last very long. So, yeah. I pictured him, like, fighting for extra yards, yeah. someone coming in at the end yeah. and, like, trying to, you know, go low on him. But it wasn't even a contact-related yeah. thing. So It was a look more like a turf-related – that's what happens when you assume, you know? Yeah. So, turf kind of gave out. Uh, grass kind of gave out. Uh, but hopefully he's – hopefully he'll be all right for my fantasy team and for the Jaguars. Because, they, they, I mean, their whole offense is him, basically. Right. If he's not in, their Bortles isn't going to get that many games. So, I, I, I saw – he ran – so, the last play of the Steeler game last week, he ran for 90-yard touchdown. And then the first offensive play for the Jaguars this week, he ran for a 75-yard touchdown. And he was the first running back in like 50 years or something ridiculous to have two consecutive offensive plays of 75 yard or more rushing touchdowns. Who's looking at that up? I don't know. I heard it though. <laughs> loser. Some loser out there. <laughs> yeah. Not the losers who are talking about all the injuries every week. <laughs> a different kind of loser. Yeah, a different kind of loser. Uh, okay. Uh, last. Uh, but not least on the injury list for this week is uh, Luke Keekley, linebacker for Carolina. Uh, concussion question mark? Yeah, because he went out of the game in going into concussion protocol. So this is there's a lot to parse with this one. Parse. Yeah, it's a good word. Thanks. Um, so obviously he's their best player on defense. And he has been since he's since he's been with us. He's like an NFL face guy too. Yeah. Um, and if you if you notice, he was wearing. We talked about the, the Q collar. He was wearing it. So I, I'm assuming it was like been, episode one. We yeah, talked about. So I'm yeah. assuming he's been wearing it all year. Um, he was wearing it on Thursday. But so for those who didn't listen to it, the Q collar is basically like half of a necklace looking thing that is supposed to cut off your jugular veins in some way to like build up yeah. blood pressure in your head to possibly protect your brain from impacts and the science behind it is similar to those of why like headbutting rams and uh woodpeckers can do what they do to and, their head to their head and not have the, the trauma that you know athletes have been found to have so and i think he's the only one i haven't seen anybody or heard of anybody else wearing this but he does so but going back, I mean, he's he, he's their best player, and, and their defense is significantly lessened when he goes out. And he everyone who follows football, especially follows the Panthers, but he had a concussion last year, and he had a concussion in 2015. Um, so he's had concussions these the past two years that he's missed time for. Last year he missed six weeks, six, right? Six games, yeah. He missed the last six games. Uh, 2015 he missed three games. Um, but the one last year was when he was coming off the field and – like crying, crying, like in shock. And he was, um, that was the one that kind of shook a lot of fans because he's, he was this big, tough middle linebacker who comes up, gets a concussion and comes off the field, like crying, crying yeah. half disoriented. So the play, the, the video of the play is up. And it, again, it doesn't, it's not like, uh, he's making a it's tackle. Like he got he, hit helmet to helmet. Yeah, or yeah. There's no helmet to helmet. Involved. He just got blocked and went to the ground. Um, he went off the field under his own power. There looked like a little whiplash to me. Yeah. Like his head jostled around when he hit the ground, yeah. but other than that. Um, he went off the field under his own power. He didn't come back in the game. Um, so from a straight game standpoint, I mean, it was a close game. It was a one-possession game. I mean, him not going back in the game hurts the Panthers a lot. Um, 
But the thing about this specific one, just because it's has the most um, publicity, I guess, because he's one of the main or most known athletes in the NFL who has current concussion issues, I guess you want to call it. A history. I, yeah. He's he's got he's got a long he's got a long enough concussion history. Um so everything from what his head coach says to what the team says to what the NFL says is public because he's a he's a all pro player um and it gets out it gets put out in the media a lot. So the report he didn't come back in the game. Okay, but it was never I guess he was never technically diagnosed with a concussion and here and this is where the big gray area with the concussion still exists um and it might not even make a difference very much at all in the grand scheme specifically for these players but he wasn't diagnosed with a concussion and then sunday morning adam schefter came out and said um i mean you know how so basically what these reporters do is they hold all these juicy stories that they have until sunday morning so they can tell them on the pregame show and try to get as many viewers as they can to their pregame show um, so it's all for ratings. So they put it out on a specific time on purpose. So he comes out on Sunday morning during the pregame for the one o'clock games and says that he, the team thinks he didn't get a concussion. The team is um, hopeful or whatever the word he used that Keekley didn't suffer concussion in the game. And then the Panthers PR people come back out and say that he's still in the protocol. They don't say he has a concussion but they still say he's in concussion protocol. So, and we talked about this a lot the first week when we talked about the guys, the Texans concussion guys. Um, and I went back and I read when they really kind of revamped it last year, the NFL and their concussion rules. Can, word for word, concussion protocol is what's entered into when you're diagnosed with a concussion. Right. So on the field, you get a concussion. It's like there's two routes you can go. It's either you, they ask you the questions like "What's the score? Yeah. Where are you?" things, and like either you have a concussion. Well, yeah. When there when, when there's a play that they think you could potentially get a concussion on, that's when they that's when you come to the sideline and you go through the the questions, you go to the tent, this that's basically your concussion evaluation. Um, and if it's a no, then what it says is you're cleared to re- go back in the game, but they're continue they're going to continue to look at you watch you to see if any other symptoms come up um and if any other symptoms comes up then you're placed in the protocol and you're diagnosed with a concussion so and then the concussion protocol itself is the return to play steps from when you're diagnosed with concussion like based on what is what the nfl puts out um it's online that's what concussion protocol is and only that so you can't go into concussion protocol unless you have a concussion. Um, and it seems whether it's ignorance of the coaching, the, the, the coaching staff and the teams. Um, and this is kind of like, this is one of these things like, do you want to give the teams and the NFL the benefit of the doubt at this point? You know, because a lot of these times they've kind of mold, they've kind of molded the two together. So anytime that a guy gets a hit, that looks like there might be a concussion, they've started to say either on purpose or on accident that he's in the concussion protocol. So with Keekley specifically, 
they put him in concussion protocol, but they're not saying he has a concussion. But based on what the NFL says online, that's not a possible – like those two are can't be put together like right. that. They're, they're it's either you have it yeah, or you don't. They're not independent of one uh, of one another. So, like I said, I don't know if the coaches are just yeah, not on the same I mean, page, or they don't. They're not aware of like it's what very. Is what. E- I mean, it's for my mind. It's very easy to for you to for concussion protocol to be used so often as a term to put everything. That encompasses yeah. evaluating for evaluating for concussion. Pump it all together. To yeah. put just call it all concussion protocol. I get that, but at the same time, from a fan standpoint and from a public standpoint, it makes it really difficult to determine. I mean, not that we need to know. There's no consistency. Yeah, but there's no consistency of when guys actually do get diagnosed with with, with concussions. Um, whether they're putting, they're getting put into the protocol, but then are being later, they're not diagnosed with a concussion. Right. And and this could go back to also being like the nature of concussions in general, because yes. there's still so much yeah. unknown about concussions, and there's no like one set test that's like, yep, you have a concussion, and nope, you don't have a concussion. Yes. So because of that, it's hard to question someone who like who says no he doesn't have a concussion like well because there's no evidence to say that he does yeah so and like to me like on the Devontae Adams hit going back to a couple weeks ago like that hit they're not going to let him go back into the game you know especially when that hit occurs occurs in the second half whether he doesn't have a concussion whether it it comes out that he doesn't have a concussion or not, but it's also to me it's become a public perception thing that when he when like Devonte Adams get hit, gets hit like that and everybody sees it, automatically everybody says oh he's going into concussion protocol. It's just like the term that everyone's used. So they might go and check him out and then determine after the game that he didn't suffer a concussion. Right. Right. But and that's fine. But it's become really hard to understand how they how they're phrasing everything and what is and what isn't and what they're determining and what they're not determining because from a team standpoint and from a player standpoint it makes a big difference for the guys individually when they're diagnosed with a concussion so however they're however everyone associated with the teams associated with the NFL are using concussion protocol when they're diagnosed with a concussion that's when they go into the concussion protocol that's online that the NFL has put out, the five-step return to play process. And that's a really long process, okay? So they probably don't want them to go into that if they don't have to. Yeah. It's um, based on the player. A lot of times I would have to think that if they think it's minor or – and, I'm, of course, I'm not – I don't want to specifically point anybody out, but it's a lot easier for the guy – and I'm sure, I'm sure the guys don't want to – the players themselves don't want to go into that. The, right. the five-step return to play process just because of how rigorous um, and how long it could be, especially guys without concussion history. But I mean, it's just it, – it's just it's really hard to – and the Keekley example, like I said, it's very public. So it's a perfect example of the terminology either on purpose or an accident not being synced up between all the parties. Right. I, just, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think in a situation like this, you got to hope that – Keekly is confident enough in himself that if something was really wrong, yeah, and like, that, and, he would say yeah, something. And, and that's my point. So he came off the field, obviously, because he felt dinged or felt something. They didn't drag him off the field. He wasn't knocked out. So he came, And with his concussion in, in history, 
the right thing to do is for him not to go back in the game at any point, right? So obviously the right thing was done, which is a which is which is a positive. Yeah, thing. step in the right direction. But it's just, and of course, like I said, from a public standpoint, we don't need to know, and I don't know if, how much the NFL really wants us to know, um, especially with the, with the star players. But it's just the way it's. Um, just kind of spoken and talked about and all the terminology, like, like I've said, it's just, it's. And part of it, I think too, like, cause I work in a hospital setting. It's like patient privacy is like the number one yeah. thing you could possibly do. So like for us to sit here and be like, Whoa, you know, why don't they talk about yeah, Luke Keekly yeah. and like all this stuff that he's doing? I'm like, well, they don't do that with anyone else yeah. in the world. So why would they, Yeah. just because he's like a star and he's in the, the, you know, the spotlight all the time doesn't mean that his yeah. personal health information is in the personal spot or in the spotlight as well. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, it's, but like you've said, the whole concussion, it's such a gray area to begin with um, that it's, that it's really hard to know. What weighs up, what weighs down. Yeah. Yeah. What's right, what's wrong. And it's, and at the end of the day, I feel like you got to just, Hope that they have people looking yeah. out for them and have their best interests in yeah. in mind, not the team, yeah. not the league, not anything else. Yeah. It's kind of like I said at the beginning, it's hard. I mean, five, eight years ago, I think it would have been really easy for me to maybe ignorantly or not trust the NFL. That I mean, but now, I mean, I honestly think that they might be. I feel like it's a lot easier for me to believe that they would be more likely to hide stuff. On purpose or well, just because other stuff that's come out that it's been proven that they've hidden yeah. in the past, like they've earned that reputation, which we've talked about before. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right, I think that's good for that <laughs> that discussion. It was a lot. Uh, we have another concussion to talk about. Oh yeah, this this is what this is what I wanted to tie into that. It, yeah, the, the, the Tyree Kill one. So yesterday, Tyree Kill's the uh, wide receiver kick returner for the for the Chiefs, and he. He had a punt return right before the two-minute warning at the end of the game against the Steelers. Um, they're down by six. He got 15, 20 yards, was running towards the sideline, and helmet-to-helmet helmet hit by, like, sandwiched by like, two guys. One was it, like, immediately as – wait, what, was it immediately as soon as he caught no, it? No, he no, was no, running no. up yeah, the sideline? Yeah, he was, he, was, he was running up the sideline. He got, like, 20 yards. So he, he was running up the sideline, and there was a guy right behind him and a guy coming right across, and the Steeler guy got – had to like he was out too the 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 Steeler guy that was like really that was like on uh Tyreek's hip um was one of their linebackers and their fullback came across and like took them both out basically right right along the sideline but it, they were both clearly shaken up right um and so anyway he there was only like eight plays left in the game um because it was right before two minute warning um Steelers ended up getting a stop kneeled the ball game was over so Andy Reid came out in the post game. Someone asked him about it. Same type of thing. He said that he was Tyreek Hill was in the concussion protocol, um, and then it came out this morning that he didn't have a concussion. That he didn't sustain a concussion from the hit. Like like I said, which it's all fine. Yeah, we need a clear definition. Yeah, like I'm not. Uh, there needs I, to be like a pre-protocol yeah, and a protocol. Yeah, I like I don't want to say I don't believe him, but just word for word how it's written. And how it's supposed to be is you can't go in concussion protocol without a concussion. You can be evaluated for a concussion. But that's not concussion protocol. But that's not the protocol. So call it something different. Yeah. Just because it's 
like I said, from the player standpoint, once you're diagnosed with a concussion, it's not that it's hard to get back, but it's it, it it's a long process. Hey, to, we should we should talk to the NFL PR staff and say, hey, if you just make a different word for yeah. uh, for the pre protocol versus yeah. the concussion protocol, you could really save some questioning surrounding your player's injuries. Yeah, because it was clear that Hill was shaken up and a little bit woozy, right? Um, Signs of a concussion. Yeah, so it was clearly showing signs of a concussion, and he didn't come back into the game. I know it was only eight to ten plays, but he didn't immediately come back into the game. So if you're cleared from not having a concussion then and he was able to come back in the game, I get it. But after the game, he was cleared and he didn't come back in, but then he's still in protocol, and now he doesn't have a concussion. It's just, like I said, I don't know if they want us to know. I don't know if they know. I don't. I don't know if it's uniform across the board, but I don't know if I believe them anymore. All right. So. Well, we'll see. And I think that's a thing to see, too, with, like, the Keekly concussion is because, like, because he has this history, say he did have a concussion and it was he kind of either didn't wasn't honest about his symptoms and he ends up playing this weekend or ends up playing, yeah. like, too soon – he could end his career. Yeah. Like, that could be a career-altering yeah. decision. Yeah. But kind of like what I, the first thing I said about the, the Keekly thing is he's so public and he's got the history that everyone knows about and he's such a big player that it's hard for stuff to get hidden there, you know? But a lot of times, especially with these concussions and especially on hits that aren't – that don't look bad, that aren't helmet-to-helmet blow-up hits – they're it's they're not public knowledge and it's really hard to find to find out stuff about you know similar to the uh, so the next the first update we have is the Ra- week five yeah the Raiders corner um, Amerson who had his third concussion in just over a year um, two two weeks ago missed last week's game was inactive and then he played this week's game so he missed one week but I mean we kind of dug into it a little more and there's still not any real information about it and the Texans guys from the, their starting tight end who had a concussion and they put on IR. Like it's a subject that doesn't get brought up at all because he's not Rob Gron- Rob Gronkowski. You know, if the Patriots put Rob Gronkowski on IR because of a concussion, it would have been like yeah. tremendous news. So these players who aren't Pro Bowlers and aren't guys starting on your fantasy team that have these concussion problems, a lot of times, like you don't even you don't even hear anything about it. But honestly. Like those are the kind of guys who probably hope that you don't hear anything about it because so they're the they, ones they, going from roster to roster yeah. fighting for a job. Yeah. And if well, you're known even, to have a history yeah. of concussions, like no one's going to yeah. want you. That's even worse. Yeah. Now we're opening up a whole new bag of yeah. bag of worms. That's uh, that's the scary. Like like you said, if if the same exact set of things happened to Luke Keekley as it did to the backup linebacker who had to start for the last two years on the Redskins, you know? Do we know any of this stuff? No. Probably not. Definitely not. We probably know way more about this situation than, like, 90% of the other stuff that's going on. Which is a scary thought. Yeah. Uh, Next update is Marcus Gilchrist. Uh, Safety for Houston, fined $24,000 for the hit on Travis Kelsey, which we spoke about last week. Yeah, so this was on. He got the foul on. uh, Kelsey got a concussion, didn't come back in the game. He played this week. It didn't look right at all. Still didn't look good, yeah. Um, I mean, he ran fine. He wasn't, like, stumbling around out there, but he only had, like, he dropped two balls. Scared. I mean, (laughs) maybe. Dropped two balls, only had two catches, I think. Um, 
no, I don't know if that has any lingering effects from that or not, but it could be. Um, so he was fine. The helmet to helmet defenseless receiver fine that we've talked about all year, $24,000. So, uh, then we got week six plays uh, or illegal hits. Um, this one is definitely pretty obvious to me. Mike Mitchell hit on Alex Smith. Yeah, so we this was video a, up. Yeah, so this was a safety blitz. Um, Mitchell came through basically unblocked and just whiffed on him the first time, and then came back the other and way. And then came back around. So so Alex Smith is stepping up in the pocket. Yeah, stepped up in the pocket. Um, just kind of dumped it down to the running back and. So Mitchell ran past him and then like doubled back around, um, and he you, sees the ball. Yeah. When he you, looks at the yeah. ball. When you look at it, like I'm not going to defend him. When, but when you look at it fast, it looks really, really bad. And there's a guy. There's a lot of guys on Twitter who came out and killed him for it. Um, if you really slow it down, you could maybe make an excuse that he got he gets pushed from the defender behind him, which he kind of does. Um, I don't know. But it's not it's not a good look. Yeah, to me it looks like he's like, Oh, ball and then he's like, Eh, yeah, I'll do it and he just like takes out Alex Smith's and, legs. But like that's that's the type of play that if Alex Smith ter- and Alex Smith is fine. You know, he's he he got up, he was fine. Only we're talking about this today. <laughs> well, yeah. Um I I heard a couple other places, but if Alex Smith tears his ACL on that play, like this is one B to the Aaron Rodgers play. You know, um, this play, it would be all over everything. And everyone would be asking Mitchell to get suspended for the rest of the year. Right. It was that questionable. It, yeah. It looked like the wheels were spinning in his head. Like he, he was making a conscious decision as to what move he was going to make. And that's yeah. what makes it look bad, so, I guess. Watch it. Rail on it if you want. So there's a flag. Yeah, no, there was a flag in this. Is that a is that a finable offense? Roughing the passer. Yeah, he'll get fined for that. Okay. Most of the roughing the passer penalty, not most. I mean, all penalties are up to get fined. Um, my fine website has been really – the first couple of weeks, like, they were on everything. And, and then the last couple of weeks, they've been – I don't know I don't know where they get their information from. I don't know if they just get it offline when – like I said, when the player – because the NFL doesn't come out and say who they find. So, but the last couple of weeks, they've been – either the NFL isn't giving out as many fines or my website's not finding out. They're not. we got to <laughs> send them an email back, dude. Get back on it. We need this. We need you. Yeah. Uh, what's the website, just in case someone's interested? Uh, I, I just – it's uh, it's like a sports money, it's like a sport track or something, and it it's 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 like it tracks all con- like it tracks contracts of every every league, so like free agent signings and contracts and fines right. and um, and you can kind of sort all the fines by every league, but they're they're slacking, huh? I, yeah, I don't know how they get their information though. So all right, well next play we got is Laquan Treadwell on wide receiver for Minnesota block against uh, Green Bay and this one was definitely findable to me it was just like a guy who wasn't looking to me that's like kind of a defenseless player yeah so this was the opposite because uh Treadwell's a wide receiver so he was blocking on it was kind of like one of those Peel back. Yeah, it's peel a crack back, back block. Yeah. yeah. So they they dumped it out to the running back. The running back was running around and up the sideline, and the wide receiver came back. Defenders running, um, like perpendicular sideline across the across the yard lines, and like he doesn't hit him very hard. I mean, it looks worse in fast motion. I think he doesn't he doesn't hit him helmet helmet, but he went high. He yeah he hits him high enough. He doesn't hit him with his helmet, but he hits him mm, with his shoulder. I saw some helmet contact. So side of his helmet went into yeah. the I don't know. I mean. Uh, this is like this is the block that Heinz Award was known for. Like he did this 
almost once a game. I did this five times a game when yeah. I played. So, I mean, it's one of those – and especially for fans, I think, our generation and older, they get really mad when this type of, type, type of stuff gets called because they're the ones that come out and say, this is football. What else is he supposed to do? To me, just go lower. Like you can go, or lo- just stand there and like set a pick, pick like, like you're basketball. playing basketball. Exactly, you don't need yeah. to. You don't even. You don't need. But that's not a. It's not a football. It's not a football. You can see, I unless like, unless somebody te- unless somebody starts teaching that as a technique. Right, but think about it. If you make that that block is obviously illegal, right? So now, yeah, now if you're going to get flagged for it anyway for for uh, blocking like that, why not coach setting a pick? Yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. You should. But sure. in a way to protect yourself, yeah. you know, because like if you're just sitting there and a guy's running full speed just because he doesn't see, doesn't mean yeah. he's not going to knock yeah. you on your ass. I feel like it might be a hard thing to practice because it's not a, it's not a drawn up play. It's just being it's an not athlete. A play design. It's yeah. being an athlete. Yeah, it just if you play other sports and you play basketball, you know how to yeah do that in that situation. Yeah. It's just this this one the funny part to me of this one is you go on so the video of from Twitter the gif is up on there. And you read all the replies, and the Vikings fans are, how can this be a penalty? This is football. How can you take this out of the game? And in the same thread, there's a bunch of Packers fans. He should be suspended, and this is player safety, and you can't be doing this. And it's right. Just, it's it all goes down back to who you're rooting for, which has a lot to do with how you view things. Um, we try to be a, a neutral party here. I hope I'm. I think we are. Unbiased. I as think we do a good as, job. As much as I can. Give us some comments, you listeners out there, and tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you like, what what you don't like, uh, what your opinions are on these hits that we talk about each week. And uh, I think that about wraps it up for for week six of the 2017 season. Crossing our fingers for no season-ending injuries week seven. Let's see how lucky we are. Like like you said, pretty much at least one every single week. One a week Yeah, from a season-ending injury at this point. Let's hope it's no one else. All right. Good work, Josh. See you guys. See you.